Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. What's up, guys? Monday, today we discuss about interesting topic because it can help you to grow your revenue and to find new ways uh, how you can develop and extend your business. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Kayus Meskanen. How are you? Good. Nice to be here with Anatoly. Yeah, a big pleasure, big pleasure. I check out your profile. You have extended experience. I'm so excited, blessed to know more about that. Before we start, just tell more about yourself experience background and why you decided to share with us about this topic so I, i've been an entrepreneur since 18 when i was uh, studying architecture i had an architecture company before choicely i also had a company called real estate lawyers.fi and after selling that i started choicely and basically mm-hmm. i we ended up doing choicely because we believe a lot in the kind of present and uh, future of no code Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so, because uh, it's a common issue with my customers, with many others, because uh, it takes time to learn about this code, how to develop. Uh, and when you have such opportunities uh, to create projects, uh, apps without knowing code, yeah, it saves time. You can pay more attention to create valuable content and something like this. Uh, can you tell what kind of benefits uh, can you uh, see, you know, uh, when creating with no-code apps? Yes, for sure. Um, we always start by explaining because not everyone knows. Uh, people use their mobile phones um, four hours, 40 minutes a day, like you and me, I probably more. And then they use 90% of that time, over four hours, in native apps using their phones and the 10% in a mobile browser like Chrome or Safari. So it is quite or very important for uh, businesses to build some um, services uh, in native apps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, my son is using uh, more than eight hours a day smartphone, so I need to... (laughs) I need to steal from him and tell him, no way, please read books, <laughs> do something <laughs> different because, yeah, he can watch TikTok the whole day. Okay, uh, let's talk more about uh, your unique selling proposition. For example, we have uh, the same services, the same uh, products online. Can you tell about your unique selling proposition? Why your products are better compared to others? Yes. So, of course, um, <clears throat> We believe in, in the no-code app space because apps bring, bring um, business benefits for companies, but specifically choicely. The platform is built for companies where, of course, revenue or, or growing revenue is important, but the capabilities of the platform are extremely high in the areas where, um, where um, businesses want to show content in highly mobile optimized way for their customers. And also when there should be some kind of interactivity and social elements and communities in those apps, then in, in, in those areas, Choicely is extremely um, um, competent, a very advanced mm-hmm. platform. We work with a lot of companies in the areas of kind of media, sports, entertainment, events, because of those reasons. But then there are a lot of companies also in e-commerce and other areas where the content is kind of 
in the center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. You know, Judith, uh, haven't seen you in decades, so <laughs> you have the chance <laughs> to reach out to her you know, after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about strategy. Uh, for example, if some companies want to jump on this field to create their apps, uh, can you tell where to start? Uh, I mean, like how to learn more about uh, apps? Because I remember when I decided to save money with uh, by creating an app and I got something really bad stuff, you know, without any uh you know we didn't even uh submit it uh, can you tell about strategy how uh to plan this app i mean like features uh and any stuff that can help customers you know to use them yes i think um of course all businesses are different but some things are similar i believe all companies have for example information some kind of news or blogs that are interesting for their customers anything about their products and um, products and services maybe uh, new things or new products or maybe um, discounts everything that's important or interesting for the customers I believe that strategy should start there um, kind of delivering the information to clients and then creating a highly mobile optimized like an easy to use and nice experience around that and then the second step should be selling the products, which can be physical or uh, or um, online products uh, or some kind of um, non-physical products or subscriptions. And in apps, you can also bring in sponsors and advertisers. So you have many ways to, to uh, make the apps revenue centers. But I think you first have to offer some in, something interesting for the customers so that they actually want to download the app. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, can you tell more about uh, what does it mean no-code app? Uh, for someone who is not familiar with that, that means you don't need to know uh, HTML, code, Java. Uh, yeah, more about that. Yeah. It's something like... When people think of building websites, they start thinking of platforms like WordPress or Wix or Squarespace, places where you can actually just build things rather than code things, because most people can't code. There is also, There are, of course, uh, a lot of people who can code, but, but it's like a bottleneck. So no code means that you can get, in our case, an iOS and Android app without coding. So you have a visual builder where you kind of move blocks and you design them and you give them uh, your look and feel and the design. You just, you do the same thing with coding teams, but now you, you can skip that phase. So you can actually just use a builder and design everything on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and uh, can you tell how to uh, plan design uh, for this app? Because, uh, uh, you know, many apps are quite uh, difficult to use and it takes time to learn from them. And most customers are impatient. They, uh, they probably bounce then uh, trying to figure out how it works. Can you tell about building a simple design that it's not hard to use and find uh, the most important features? Yes. I think a good starting point is always to think of apps that a person already likes that that are simple and easy to use for that person. It could be the social apps like Instagram or Twitter or maybe some kind of um, e-commerce apps using Shopify or any anything that feels 
anything that feels easy to use. We also offer templates that are extremely simple and easy to use so that you like a person doesn't have to design everything from scratch and kind of come up with so many ideas and imagination. I think you can use a starting point, something that already works, and then kind of start converting that with your own brand colors, with your logo, with your own services, and slowly, slowly build your own app experience. I think it's in many cases, a good starting point to think of something that already works and then kind of start from there. Mm -hmm. And do we need to hire uh, designers who can uh, create this uh, nice looking design or, or you have some templates that you can submit uh, for companies? Yeah, we have templates ready to go. Um, so if you got, want to make an app that looks a bit like a social media app, like the ones I mentioned, Instagram, Twitter, or something, or maybe a news app that people people use different news apps in different countries, but they usually have some ideas on something that they already use. We have very, very nicely designed templates that the users can kind of start with and most likely end up with something they can they can um, already use or looks looks usable within one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I need to check out more about that. <laughs> okay, uh, let let's talk about uh, simplicity one more time. Because you know, um, when I open some uh, well-known apps like I don't know, like uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, they are simple to use. Uh, but uh, I see when many uh, new apps are trying to uh, to submit a lot of text you know uh, sometimes we don't need this text yeah because uh customers even if you open apple.com you can see just uh iphone uh a few quotes nothing special can you tell about writing the right text uh for customers because uh if we don't need to overwhelm them but it's hard to explain how it works uh from your experience how to use uh text in structure uh in app structure yeah I think, first of all, you're right. I think people nowadays, they like short messages. So that, mm -hmm. because mo first of all, mobile screens are small. So basically it means that you can, you can basically create messages out of more like writing topics and then topics and short explainers, you know, Twitter, Twitter size um, or length explainers, uh, which is 140 um, characters. And then more like use images or short videos as your message. Um, it is it is the new kind of 2020s for most people way of consuming uh, content. They rather like short messages and something visual so that they can kind of digest that much faster. People are bombarded with so many messages from every, everywhere, not only apps, but everywhere. Emails, social, television, everywhere. So people are kind of more busy than before. So they really like to have short messages that are very, very well thought of rather than long text. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, companies that uh, don't need such apps. For example, uh, in SEO field uh, where I usually uh, provide services, I often see companies that don't need SEO because they have no time to create content, they have no time for link building, but they're good with other uh, marketing channels, influence marketing, uh, I don't know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And uh, when they tell me I want to get SEO traffic, but they are not ready to invest uh, to create content, I tell them, you don't need SEO. Okay, you can uh, go ahead with other channels. It works for you. Can you tell uh, companies that don't need apps today from your experience? Yeah, I don't think that every company needs an app, but I do think that the ones, there, there are many uh, that uh, benefit from apps, with uh, mm -hmm. from business benefits, because if the, the overall strategy is kind of if you only publish content on social, then you don't own those platforms. But if you own your own website or app or another type of uh, platform, then you do own that data and that um, that uh, audience, your, your own users. You get a better grasp of those users. But still, like not every company should do it. I think... Um, you can always start by delivering content in different channels from video channels to social channels. And if you start gaining traction, if you start gaining um, like an audience and followers, then you probably should think about opportunities of kind of converting those followers into something of your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice tip. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, how to learn uh customers before creating apps for example uh, i think you know some customers need uh, just uh, a few features they don't need uh, advanced features uh, about everything uh, can you tell how to learn what kind of features to create in apps before uh, creating for planning yeah well maybe you know there can be a company that's selling products for example they probably have an online store or some place where they make revenue, that online service can be embedded in the app. And maybe that's the only feature, the first feature that can be in that app. So basically you could, you could convert a e-commerce store into an app and then get mm -hmm. some benefits from that. For example, the push messages, or maybe another company is at the moment just publishing content and then getting some advertisers on board. You know, it could be a social media influencer person or more like a company that's delivering content and then gaining, uh, gaining sponsors. There are better ways and more efficient ways to um, include those sponsors in an app that could just have the same content and you could convert the uh, social followers uh, into app users. So that maybe that could be a point of start. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about money. Uh, uh, of course, it depends. It depends how much uh, costs. Uh, but you know, for example, I usually tell my clients, if you have uh, like $100, you can be successful in link building. You can hire experts who can provide great services. Uh, it's better to save this money, uh, donate them, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Uh, 
can you tell what kind of budget it's better to have uh, before uh, creating apps uh, and how to plan this budget for example of course it depends but uh, provide your insights how to plan the budget before creating apps yeah i think yeah app, apps apps should always of course th the plan should be to make money if to build anything for a business mm -hmm. the, the 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 lowest tier currently with choicely is 499 euros a month so roughly 500 euros that would be 6000 per year so there should be of course a plan to make more than 6000 euros a year with the app um mm -hmm. we have customers since we launched august 19 and none of those customers has left us so we don't have a churn all of those customers have found um benefits and reason to keep those apps nice nice can you share secrets how you can retain customers and they don't want to leave you <laughs> I, I i think there are many many secrets but i think it all starts from a customer seeing a value for in, in our case software as a service uh, like a monthly fee so they the, the the biggest secret is that they they have to see a value for that investment every month so that they they get something otherwise they won't stick around mm -hmm. yeah got it okay for example uh, I, I want to share an example uh, no uh, the main point of Google uh, to provide relevant link uh, to users uh, and save them time so if they uh, open Google and uh, bounce Google uh, like for a few seconds uh, Google can get uh, their goals because uh, uh, users get what they're looking for. The main point of uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, to retain longer. Uh, so if people spend more time on social media, they can earn, uh, these platforms can earn uh, more money. Uh, can you tell how to uh, learn about that? For example, uh, uh, how businesses uh, can analyze uh, to retain users or uh, it's better to provide the relevant information uh, to sell it from your experience uh, how to learn this information before creating an app yeah so of course social medias have built their platforms very well they they have large teams of developers and business people and different kinds of people uh, making sure their platforms um, serve their users but then if you're a business on a social media and you have a brand profile there then you're probably just one out of a thousand things that a customer is following meaning that you have very limited space in their feeds and uh, in, in in their time that they use on that platform so the, I mean the, the social medias they, they they know what what they're doing I think for a entrepreneur uh, who has his own business, um, there are many ways to serve the, the, the customers in an app in a way that they want to spend more time than simply browsing your post in an endless feed where you can see multiple posts mm -hmm. in a few seconds. So you can get more of their attention and more of their time, which converts to more sales eventually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk about uh, marketing. Uh, can you tell how to market apps? For example, if uh, 
uh, if I created an awesome app, uh, real useful, how to market, how to get uh, customers on this app? Yes. I think the, the, the first obvious uh, starting point is to inform all of your existing followers or customers about the new app, which can be done, of course, in the social channels with uh, um, campaigns, just showing showing that you have a app and, and explaining why the, why the user should download it, you know, make, give them something attractive. And then, of course, if you have a website, uh, then make banners and make sure that the website visitors find the app and use, for example, dynamic links. So it's easy with one click just to download the apps. Uh, then if you have email lists, you should have campaigns uh, in, in the e email for, for your email um, lists about the app. And then, of course, add in your email signature some kind of banner that download the app. So, so you kind of do it on all channels. And then it's it's more about imagination of what kind of um, campaigns you can you can make you can screen rec record things of the app to show what it looks like and you can talk about it and kind of make make um, nice nice videos and different kind of content and pictures so um, I think the obvious way is to catch the existing customers and followers first and then create um, targeted campaigns for likely customers to download it Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, I usually tell my clients the best way of link building to share with your audience, you know, so yeah, then of course you can provide many other techniques, but share uh, with audience that you have right now, probably and many websites, for example, like Forbes, I don't know, many other recognizable, they don't use any link building because they have huge audience that can extend and share the message. Yeah, uh, I have the question. Mm -hmm. Maybe just yeah, to cool. add, maybe you know, if if you look at how news, news or media companies work, you they kind of post news on social. Then you see a picture and basically the the topic. You click. You probably end up on their website where they have a banner to download the app, so that they can convert everyone to at least a website visitor, and then maybe thirty percent of those website visitors over time to app users who are a minimum of 400% more active because of the push messages and easy way, you know, user users don't want to write stuff too much. So they mm -hmm. basically get the uh, app app icon on their phone. So it's easy to go there and back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, I have the question, uh, how to do a pricing analysis to increase revenue without violating any rules or regulations? <laughs> you, you you mean price analysis how to grow revenue in the app or yeah probably i i don't know i got this uh question from my community but uh i think it's related uh that app can i don't know like uh violate some rules regulations that we have so yeah <laughs> um, it's hard to combine with price analysis uh so you can reply to two questions you know how to plan price analysis and uh, how not to violate rules and regulations <laughs> yeah i think well um google play and app store they have the, their guidelines that they are like rules that just give you the kind of overall ways how you can use apps those are quite clear and quite fair 
And then I think the analysis works the same way as everywhere in social, with emails, with websites, with apps, it's the same. I think you should basically um, be aware of, of your statistics, how many people have downloaded the app, how many people use it per day, per week, per month, how much time they spend there and how much they buy your services or products. I think the price analysis starts from, even if you had a hundred users or a thousand users, you can still, you can still um, get data of, of their behavior. And then you can imagine what if you had x or 10x that those that the amount of users and then you can think of how how do you get those users like how how do you market the app to get to the next level mm -hmm. um okay uh, let me share about website development for example if i create a website i usually uh provide some bug testing because uh, I don't know how these bugs appeal but uh, all the time I need to check out I have some uh, specialists in my team who can open pages to check out analyze because I remember when we ignored uh, testing uh, yeah we lost revenue because of some bugs we didn't know about them uh, can you tell about bug testing in uh, apps so uh, what kind of bug testing uh, companies need to provide to analyze because uh, it's possible to get bugs in the apps as well i remember when B facebook didn't work for a long time uh, google had such issues uh, yeah tell more about bug testing yeah um in case of choicely we connect all of our apps in google cloud through a service called google firebase which provides a lot of tools one of those tools is called Crashlytics. It gives you real-time information on any kind of crashes or bugs that appear in the app. Of course, you will probably, you can hear them also if you have a feedback channel, you will hear it from the users. Um, mm -hmm. our, th 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 there is one figure or stats that we follow in our apps. It's called crash-free percentage. So we can see how many of the total users are having a total total crash-free experience, our uh, average is 99.8, which is extremely high in industry standards. 95 would be high in any given app project. Um, so there are automated tools for that. Of course, it's better to test the basic logic before launching any app because there could be, let's say, a human error that someone may be created a link that points to nowhere or something like that. But uh, as long as uh, the human error is not there, the rest can be automated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, can you share uh, common mistakes that companies do uh, by creating apps? Because uh, uh, I, I did uh, one mistake uh, when, uh, yeah, we, when we developed app uh, because we, uh, you know, uh, we cooperated if not the best expert in this field, <laughs> probably one of the worst. <laughs> so yeah, we wasted money, time. Can you tell uh, uh, common mistakes that you can see uh, in uh, app development? Yeah, I think there are different types of mistakes. I think the biggest mistake can be in the overall logic of an app. The mm -hmm app you know whatever when a user opens it and what kind of services are there easily to be found i think that's the 
most common mistake that could be done so that actually, you know, it's not logical for the customer or not appealing, but those can be with some logical thinking and discussion, th those can be avoided. And I think another mistake could be kind of forgetting the app. You know, if you have a, any kind of channel, uh, a website, emails, a social media channel, any, 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 con any point of contact to your customers, then it's important, and this, this happens sometimes, that people kind of forget that they actually need to provide content, something interesting for the customers, make sure everything is up to date. In apps, it's important to send push messages so that people constantly get reminded of things because all apps that are out there, or most of them, are sending some kind of push messages that are relevant to the user. Hey, by the way, there is this new, new piece of news, or there's an event today, or there is a new special offer, or there is this and that. People find that as a service, but if, if there is a common mistake to kind of forget that when you do have an app and you have the users, then you should kind of serve them so that they remember you more and spend more time with you and buy your products. Yeah, nice, nice, love it. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about must-have. Uh, from your experience, what must-have in uh, app uh, development? Must-have. Um, I would say a must-have is a high-quality app. People are very picky these days. If you offer them something that's not pleasing them, it will take them less than a minute to forget you and never come back. Another must-have would be to have both iOS and Android apps, because depending on the country, depending on the market, it's it can be like 50-50 iOS or Android. In many countries, it's more Android than iOS. But then it could be that the nature or the demographic of iOS users could be that they buy more. So I, I would highly recommend that you offer both, because when you start telling people that you have an app, then uh, they will not like the fact if, fact if you kind of offer just one of those two very popular platforms. I would kind of start from there. And the third must have is just nice, easy usability. Mm -hmm. By the way, these guys are from North Korea, you know, so <laughs> they have no any apps, <laughs> they have no internet, but yeah, <laughs> probably in the future, uh, yeah, they will have it. I, I hope about that. Okay, uh, let's imagine you have no experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about app development? If, if you don't have skills for... Um app development as in coding, then of course, there are many ways to just learn the different uh, languages of coding online, if that's what mm -hmm. you want to learn. If you want to directly go for to build an app and not learn any, any of the coding, which can take some time, months or years, depending on how what kind of level you want to reach, then now that you do have Joycely and other no-code platforms, you don't really have to go down that road if your intention is more like to build an app and grow your revenue of an existing business.
Yeah, yeah, love it. Uh, focusing is, is very important when you pay attention to develop, innovate your products. Then uh, thinking how you can create an app uh, to optimize it. By the way, uh, let's talk about optimization because uh, in website it's very important to optimize for search engines, uh, for site speed, many other factors uh, that can impact user experience. What about uh, apps? Uh, what kind of optimization it's important to do uh, by creating uh, apps? In, in apps, let's say that the app itself is uh, on a good level, so people like to use it, so that the kind of uh, things inside the app are okay. Then I would say that there are uh, ways to make the apps more viral. Well, you can start by optimizing basic things in App Store and Google Play. So you can, first of all, you can place your app in different categories, which could be news or sports or anything that's related to your e-commerce or anything that's related to your business so that people who are looking for apps in that area they will more likely find your app then of course optimization i would still talk about making sure that your app is easy to find in any website or social or email touch points that you're already having with your clients then also you can make things shareable in your app and and Make sure that people also share interesting things about your app so that uh, new people find out about your app. And uh, because, because um, in, 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 in the website world, when talking about search engine optimization, it's, 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 it's a big field where people do a lot of things so that when people, for example, search in Google with certain words, they will more likely find this or that website. But with apps, you can do certain things in App Store and Google Play, but then you can kind of uh, think in a more holistic way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, we have the question from Judith. What kind of resistant, uh, resistance there is for no-code apps? What uh, do you have to prove wrong? Two questions. <laughs> okay, um, maybe a quick explanation. Uh, when, let's say you build an app a no code app with choicely you can still build anything with coding on top let's say you get these 10 features that you want but there's this one feature you don't you can either integrate from outside using either web web views or sdks or apis or you can build something completely new so no code app doesn't mean that you're in a box that's somehow restricting you it more like means that you get a very basic highly functional app with great features in in more like one day or one week and then you can concentrate your efforts on coding or creating new services on top so that you you don't have to build all the basics mm -hmm. okay got it uh let's talk about advanced user uh, for example uh, we have uh, different uh, types of customers advanced and not advanced and sometimes advanced users need more features uh, not advanced don't need them at all and uh, if you submit all these features it can decrease user experience so we need to find the balance between them uh, and in websites we can use hidden elements uh, for example click here to get more features what about apps is it a good idea to use some hidden features uh, or not uh, 
you don't necessarily have to i mean the basic experience is the most important one but mm -hmm. then let's say that you have a user base and there are let's say some super fans that would like to get whatever they can get you can of course create sex like sections in the app where only let's say super fans can get to uh and they they could be it it could mean that basically they um either register to get to somewhere or maybe they pay some kind of subscription to get to another section of the app or maybe they do other things that promote the app to get to another section where you have some exclusive content for example or an offer so i think it's a good idea if you plan it well mm -hmm. yeah got it uh let's talk about the future uh can you forecast this future uh predict what kind of future will be because many things are coming like metaverse web free zero we don't know uh probably we don't need to invest in uh app development because the future can be different what do you think about that <laughs> it's a it's a big question but i i do think that uh web3 will bring many features some of them are already in use they just kind of they're getting new names for example, in the gaming, you have, you know, Fortnite kind of games where you can do many things in a, you have your own kind of avatar and you can talk with people and you can do things. Um, so you, and then you have uh, cryptocurrency. So you kind of have these things and those can be more appealing for people in metaverse kind of environments. Those need to be created though, and people are working on them. Um, I think uh, still you have, at, at least for the next five years or more, you, you still have physical devices. Um, then you, you're going to open different kinds of services from the devices. Currently, they're called apps. Should they become something different? Maybe. You also have these little widgets that are kind of extensions of an app. For example, you could have a statistics widget or a widget that shows something about weather or something. So you already have different things, kind of extensions of apps that you can place on the phone screen. Um, I think the concept of an app, which is just that you open a service, will remain for quite a while. But who knows what the devices will be in five or ten years yeah 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 love it love it uh okay i have the the final question uh shoot for example <laughs> for example if you can do only one thing according to our uh, discussion just one thing what uh would you do uh in uh app development i would do if it's only one thing i would think of what is the I'm, I'm still thinking I'm, I, I'm a business owner, so I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I, I would I would make sure that my my core business elements are packaged in one in a nice way in an app. No, mm -hmm. no fancy things, nothing like no gimmicks, just the basic things, the information and way to buy my products. Nice, nice, love it. Uh, 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 thanks for your time. A big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yes, thanks, Anatoly. Um, you can find Choicely uh, in various places. You can find us in choicely.com on our website. 
you can download our app called Choicely Studio. You can, and then you can find us in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn using uh, just browse Choicely. You'll find it. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime to share more value. Love it, guys. You need to follow. You need to use choicely because you can see it's very uh, valuable. And I think the future will be uh, very good, you know, if you use choicely. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.